0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Willow Tree Online, episode 10. Amazing, we're uh, entering into summer here. It's a good time to be listening to uh, to our podcast, so <laughs> thanks for being here. Uh, I am Stephen Hudson. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Christina. Hello. Also happens to be my lovely bride, in case you are unaware, um, but we... Uh, we are running this podcast because we believe that you should be living your values in your heart, your health, in your home. And we want to help you move towards um, better wholeness in, in your life in a lot of different ways. And this episode, we're talking about, you know, we're kind of in this halfway point of the year or we've kind of crossed the halfway point in the year. And we were reflecting on a lot of conversations that we seem to have been having with people either in our client sessions, you know, I do, I do marketing consulting and business coaching and Christina does integrative health mentoring and, and some coaching. And we were just, and even outside of those, we're just reflecting on some conversations we've had and some of the stuff we've gone through on our own this year And a theme is um, this sense of what do you do when things didn't turn out the way that you thought they would? And what do you do? We're halfway through the year and uh, it didn't, it doesn't look like how you thought it was going to look like, Um, whether it's maybe a life situation or a relationship or your job or your health or whatever, you know, this halfway point in the year is kind of a a spot to stop and take stock. And it just seems like there's this general feeling of like, I feel kind of stuck. Things don't feel great right now. What do I do? How do I move through this? How do I shift? Do I muscle through it? Do I accept it? Do I change paths completely? Like just exit this freeway and find a different one? Or, what do we do? And so that's what we wanted to talk about today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we, we were driving this little town, Columbia, the other day, and we were thinking about ideas for the podcast this month, and nothing really resonated. And then Stephen just said, You know, a lot of the people that I've been talking to, it seems like friends and some family and some coaching clients, just are in this place of feeling like, man it's hard right now. Like I think a lot of our friends, um, people we know would say that. And in some ways we would say that, um, we all have those parts of our life, you know? And so we just wanted to come there and speak to that and the kind of discover, you know, what it looks like to be there and what what actual authority do we have over our life circumstances and the story that's being written and that we're writing. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just kind of like sit in that place together. We definitely don't have it all figured out. And I think that's actually one of the hardest things. Like when my friends will tell me something really hard they're going through... I, you know, I'll read a long text and then I'll be like, there are no words for this. Like, what do you say? What do you do? How do you sit in this with someone else? So we're going to kind of fumble through it together and just know that, um, yeah, we're just kind of, we're in it with you and just sometimes there aren't words or solutions. We don't have any solutions, but we want to sit in the mud together and and talk about it because I think... I think it really matters, and there's some ways that we can pursue these hard seasons um, with a lot of wholeness, rather than letting them swallow us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. This isn't going to be really a how-to episode, right? Like, we're, we're not here to deliver on high, you know, this advice from the mountain. Um, but this is really an episode um, where we invite you to come under the willow tree with mm-hmm. us. Like, that's kind of the visual that's why we named it the willow tree is this got these big long sweeping arms and <laughs> You can just sit and and kind of relax. And... Stephen
1: really does have long arms. I do. I do have they're, long arms. They're extra. If you ever need a selfie taken, you always hand the phone to. I always Steven. hand
0: it to me. I've got I've got <laughs> arms that are just a little bit too long for my body. <laughs>
1: Don't ever try to buy him a long sleeve shirt. I, they're fail. all
0: short. They are all short. I remember that even for, as a high school student, trying to like get like <laughs> button up dress shirts or something for concerts, and like the sleeves were too short all the time.
1: I just totally derailed a really like beautiful path yeah, that's, that's,
0: that's how it goes no but i also give really good uh give really good hugs because of that too i have long long <laughs> arms back. so let's get back to the real topic hugs I, my arms hugs. my arms and hugs um no but first before we dive into to that before on our way down to the willow tree <laughs> uh let's talk about our highlights of the day three highlights uh christina what are your three highlights for today
1: All right, number one was tonight. Stephen gave Beckett a puppet show, and Beckett has entered this phase of caring about stuffed animals. And it's so adorable. And he started like hugging them and kissing them. He doesn't even really do that to us or other people, but he'll like hug and kiss his stuffed animals. He engages
0: them. In the way that he doesn't with us, like I'll sit down yeah. and I'll be like, "Can you give me a hug?" and he won't yeah, and then I pull out his Mr. Fox, yeah, thanks Alan for Mr. Fox, and like, you know, hey, Beckett, can I have a hug?" And he just like goes and <laughs> gives him so a hug sweet. It's so interesting, Some and it's really, really fun yeah, it. yeah
1: I mean, he feels safe, he's like, this thing isn't gonna i don't
0: know can't hug my dad he's not safe that's for sure <laughs> that's this strange well, large human it has
1: a lot of like emotions when it comes to other people so maybe the stuffed animal is
0: way lower stakes
1: <laughs> okay so that was one the puppet show and all the voices that steven does for all the different animals
0: i try it's I try. incredible i do um, hold on i gotta talk about it now the the fox i i try to do a version it's inspired by the fox if you've watched the what is it the 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 mole the fox the horse and the boy yeah um incredible book if you haven't gotten the book it's also an animated short on apple tv
1: it'll make you cry
0: it is so beautiful but the Fox is voiced by Idris Elba, and he just has this glorious, like, low British accent voice. It's incredible. I try to mimic that.
1: Stephen actually <laughs> as, wanted to do voiceover as, as a profession. I did. For a I while. looked
0: into that. I looked into that. I love animation. I love voiceover, and I've always admired voiceover people. So maybe one day, it's my voice. As I get older, it deepens. You know. So
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: who knows? Um, okay. Yeah. And then Mr. Bear is my voice, and then there's another puppy that's like a high-pitched voice (laughs) yeah
1: oh so good i need to keep getting stuffed animals so we see just how many voices you have
0: how much range do i have yeah
1: um okay so the puppet show um the next one was i spent some time today i already mentioned this in a different podcast that i was gonna wallpaper my dining room but um i'm still undecided on which wallpaper to do but another sample came today and i think it's the right one so i spent some time like like thinking about like colors and what walls I want to do, and that was just really fun. I just love, I yeah. love doing that kind of stuff.
0: That's some good life advice: like just keep getting samples. You know, <laughs> like don't just. We, yeah, I'm so really, glad I didn't
1: settle on the last one. It's we've a,
0: really embraced the sample game um, now that we're over nine years into our marriage. Yeah, if you <laughs> saw really our helpful,
1: basement renovation, you know I had about twenty shades of just green. Just keep it before
0: you before you commit.
1: Okay. My third one is, um, I made green curry tonight. If you've been following along, you also probably heard about my curry obsession right now, but I always do red curry and I've really mastered that in my opinion, which is who knows. It's true. But I made green curry tonight and the first time I did it, it was lackluster. And tonight I think I really nailed it. So.
0: I agree. That was, was a highlight. Delicious. It
1: was so good. Very, what were yours, good. Stephen? Three highlights.
0: My three highlights. So today we were all kind of recovering from a weekend. Christina wasn't feeling very good. I got hit in the eye by Oakley <laughs> for the weekend. So I was kind of out of commission. So I had uh, kind of a day off. And, um, and so I got to nap with Beckett this morning. And I always really treasure that because mm. um, I don't get to do that as much anymore. And uh, I had a great call with a friend. We were catching up, and she had a sticky situation she was in. She's doing some freelancing stuff, and she wanted my take on it. And it was just really great to talk with her and connect with her and and kind of encourage her and just laugh and talk. It was, it was really, really good. And so happy I got to have that call. And then at the end of the day, um, like in the evening, the weather was – amazing it's been really gross in Nashville lately it's been sticky and hot and you walk outside and start sweating immediately and um, and our neighbors were home playing with Beckett in the front yard and so I just like sat out there with them and Beckett enjoying the beautiful weather as the sun set and it was so nice it was just picturesque it was very Mr. Rogers neighborhood Mm -hmm. vibe Um, which I'm all about so that was really really nice so thank you neighbors for giving me that highlight so (laughs) all right those are our three highlights of the day what are yours and take a take a couple minutes here to think that through even just one three is overwhelming for some people (laughs) Um, so even just one think through it really feel it be grateful for the day and now on to our core content Um, yeah, which is, um, around this idea of feeling stuck. Um, yeah, I've just, you know, for, for me reflecting on that for me this year, um, and I would encourage you if you're kind of reflecting on it right now too, just think about where you were at the beginning of the year in January and what you kind of thought for the year, what, if you had intentions, if you had. Resolutions. I know that's kind of fallen out of style, but like that, just I think in general we all tend to think through like, what does this year hold? What do I think is going to happen? What what am I going to move towards? Mm -hmm. And just think, reflect on that, and then think through what is right now. (laughs) How is life now? Um, And is it what you imagined, or is it different? Has something changed? Does it feel hard? Does it feel good? All those different things. And when I think about that for me, you know, I, um, started the year in a pretty good spot. Mm -hmm. Um, we were coming back home from a great family vacation and Mm -hmm. things were looking up. It was just, I just done the grand Canyon hike. Like things were in a really good spot and I was bit by a dog and I lost my job. (laughs) And, uh, those are two things that had never happened to me before and it was very, very challenging. And then, so then, and started my own business, started my own freelancing business. We haven't actually talked about that one. Yeah.
1: I guess, but
0: that
1: was four months ago. Four months ago. Yeah. Very, very unexpectedly lost his job. Yeah. And it was like, uh, I don't even know the word for it. It was so disorienting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, really disorienting. Um, definitely not somewhere that I thought I was going to be, and um, and that is true for a lot of people. I'd say in the last six to twelve months, we, there's been so many, so much job loss. Um, it's really wild. So, um, yeah. So reflecting on on that, just all those feelings of like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is hard. This is I don't like this. This isn't fair. Um, All of those things um, I have felt in the last several months. I think we both have, and so
1: it's it's like one of those things that um, we always we kind of think about suffering as like we all suffer. I mean, that's like a big word, but in different ways. And while like you might not be able to relate to mine or me to you, there's this like universal like we can all relate to each other because we all go through these really hard things. And I think that's why this episode, even if like we've all, maybe you didn't lose your job, maybe you're in a space in your health that feels really hard or relationship or something. Um, but we just want to like honor and recognize that there's a collective grief for the things that, are not as we hoped they would be or that kind of unraveled or changed our path and just like sit in that together. So for Steven and for me, I mean, that was very much so. Um, Yeah. A huge one for us was this job and how it kind of totally changed a lot of things in our life. Um, But yeah, I just, I think we can all relate to each other, even if our stories are not the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So within this, um, we have kind of outlined that there are these two components, um, to these seasons that we find ourselves in, and that's the importance of moving, forward and figuring out what's the path to move into a space of more thriving emotionally, physically in your lifestyle. And then the second one is living and moving within the space that you're in. And what does that look like? Because with these situations, typically it's not just like, oh, I can make the next move and I'm going to get out of it. A lot of the time it's like, this is going to take a long journey to get out of this space that I don't want to be in maybe. So what does it look like one day at a time? What does it look like for waking up tomorrow? How can I live in this thing that's really hard or really hurting and still not let it drive my life and really thrive where I'm at? So kind of breaking it down to those two things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And to start with the, I think starting with the, the moving within that space you know, I think the 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 first step is we have to wake up to it. Mm-hmm. We have to wake up to the fact that, hey, things something's not right. Things aren't the way that it should be. I have maybe it's a it's a boundary that keeps getting crossed with a family member or a colleague or somewhere in your life, or um, you just you kind of wake up and you realize like this just isn't what I thought, you know, just recognizing that and acknowledging and becoming aware of that tension is really important because that's the first step. You have to know where you are before you can figure out a way out, you know? And so just understanding, understanding that, um, at least for me has been really important, um, first, but what do you, How, how, how have you seen that Christina for like, for, in your experience, like what, what do people do? How do we, how do we exist in the space? How do we exist in the experience without just surrendering to it, you know, because we don't want to just give up. It's not about staying where we are, but it's like, how do we thrive in, in a space like that?
1: Yeah, I, I. The first thing that comes to mind is just people (laughs) like Mm -hmm. other people, community, like who can you share this with? Who can you link arms with and just say, hey, like, can you walk alongside me for a minute (laughs) while I share this really hard thing? There's something truly like diffusing about sharing like a hardship that you're going through with somebody else who really genuinely cares and is with you it's like there can be all this pressure building in me some days where I'm just like this is all wrong and I'm worried about this I'm anxious here and then if I just like get on a phone call with one of my best friends or I get to have a really nice conversation with Mm Stephen it's like I feel better and like the situation didn't change but I think that's that's a big one. It's like we we need each other, and so that's one thing. And then just like other little things, you know, I love like practical things.
0: Yes, you do. It really
1: helps me. <laughs> but it's true. Like I think, and I think the reason why I'm like that is because um, for so many years, I I felt like so dark when I was going through like the depths of my health struggles. It was just I had to find these little lifelines. So that's what i'm sharing from but um still doing this every day in certain circumstances it's focusing on the small delights and i know that's kind of like overstated but it is so true like there is so much to delight in in life and like steven said like sitting out front noticing how the air feels tonight it's different mm-hmm. than it felt this morning and noticing we have neighbors here who love us and our baby boy and like delighting in those things, there will always be things to delight in. Mm-hmm. Like I promise you, right? Yeah. No matter what day there is something to delight in. You just have to find it. Um, and then another one is focusing on rhythms. Mm-hmm. I was talking with a friend about this lately, um, who was just kind of feeling like slumming through mom life. <laughs> like every day I'm doing the same thing over and over and such over. such a good
0: word. Shlumming. It's on
1: huh? um, and just kind of feeling this rote like I kind of feel like some hovering depression over me like this is hard but I love my kid you know and I was thinking about that and as we were talking really the thing that kept coming up were rhythms and like what are some rhythms that we can look forward to in a day and that kind of break up those patterns of, oh, I'm doing the same thing again, or my mind is going to the same worry again, Mm -hmm. or I'm fixating on this thing that I wish were different again. So what are some rhythms we can put into our day that breaks that up? Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting thinking about that because that is, um, that is very like unsexy work, you know, to like, do like figure out the rhythms and do the rhythms. And chances are you will not want to do the rhythms. But I feel like that's something I really learned from you watching you throughout your health journey and your, uh, I mean uh, so many days and you just kept doing the rhythms cause you knew like I, it doesn't matter how I feel about doing this. I have to do this because I know that on the other side I will feel better for it. I will be better. This is what moves me through it and I think for so many of us it's like we lack the motivation we lack the energy it does we don't feel like it Uh and so we don't do it but that's backwards you know you we have to we have to figure out these things that are essential and it's like you know I remember figuring out for me it's like okay if I if I don't get a hike or like some extended nature time each week, like I'm not a good person. <laughs> I I need that. And if I don't get coffee with a friend. Mm. And you know, to highlight that, I think uh um again, this this place of feeling like things are hard, like there's such a spectrum, right? And yeah. we, in on one hand would be like, I just don't like my life right now. Or you could be actually like fighting depression right now. Like there's mm-hmm. this, the, the range is, is very, very broad. Mm-hmm. And we recognize that. And we're speaking to the full range of, of the experiences that are there. Um, we've, we've been there. And so if you, I mean, if when things are, are really hard, it, it's a, it can be a really hard mental place. You know, I've had mm-hmm. conversations with people lately that it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm depressed. Like, I don't know what to do now. I, a lot, my life, everything feels wrong mm. in my life. And I've, I get that. I mm. feel like that sometimes, too. And, you know, for me, the, the, the thing for me, and I love that you started with community and people... Is like in, in that place, we have to realize that for whatever reason, we're on empty. Mm-hmm. We are drained. We don't, and, and we can't muscle up. We can't refill ourselves mm-hmm. up. We have leaked. <laughs> we have emptied ourselves, and we don't have anything left to fill ourselves back up with. So we need to go be filled by something or somebody else which is where the rhythms come into play. That's where the people come into play. Mm -hmm. Like, man, I can't tell you how many times I have, I mean, I've had, I've been sitting in my office just feeling like despair Mm. about where I'm Like everything in my life has been wrong. Not you, not, not Christina, not Beckett. (laughs) It's usually like my life decisions and like I've wasted my life. Um, (laughs) But Um, and then I go and I talk to somebody, (laughs) you know, and I just get out of my funk Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh, Oh, I'm okay now, Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes it's just going outside, you know, it's as simple as just walking out.
1: Our mind is such a jungle gym, like getting outside your own, (laughs) so getting outside your own story too, you know, it's like you know what, let me like talk with someone else, ask a friend how they're doing. You know, like yep. we get so in our own heads, I think as humans, it's kind of like our self-preservation thing and it Absolutely. can really be not good for us. So I think that, yeah, that's so huge.
0: Yeah. But just like, know that like, if you're just really not feeling it, you're like, I don't want to hear any of this. Like I get it. And also you also don't want to just stay here forever, right. you know? And cause that, it, it It's not going to get better just on its own without you taking some practical steps. And, yeah. and that is, I think, especially people, you know, especially people in rhythms.
1: Yeah. And when we talk about rhythms, just an example of that, some might be like Stephen was saying like the hard rhythms that you do anyways. So like waking up, getting on my yoga mat for me, doing like a workout and stretching and everything. I don't want to do that a lot of mornings. Yeah, I'm like, I want no mornings
0: to s- are so hard for you. Yeah, like, I just want
1: to stay in bed.
0: Anybody with pots will tell you, like, getting out of bed, it, it is. Imagine the most tired, it's like you've like ever a felt. Sloth
1: like, off of a yeah, like tree. it's it's like
0: dead weight. <laughs> you know, it's like the last thing you want to do. And they do that every day. That's and like then being to be woken
1: by a nursing baby, and then okay. to <laughs>
0: to do that, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to go work out right now. Like, absolutely not. Like for me, I'm like. Uh, no <laughs> I'll but, do it later and this isn't
1: everybody and it's not even everybody with pots but for me i know that if i can get my blood flowing yep. and like it is not only for my physical health it is so critical for my mental health okay. like i can wake up feeling like this fog over me of like sadness and then i do my exercise and it's like okay so it's those rhythms that really yeah. That really matter, um, just the things that really do help your mental health or reading. That's the thing. Like, I'll go down in the basement for a long time and I just want to scroll through Instagram and Pinterest, you know? But I'm like, no, I got to read because this won't actually fill me up, yeah. but reading will. So sometimes yeah. you have to fight for those. And then other examples of rituals would be like, um, where can you add some delight in a week? So like every night or every night, every Friday night, me and Steven do ice cream night, which is a show or a movie and homemade ice cream. That's a rhythm that like we look forward to. And we started that when I wasn't doing well, you know, and that was such a glimmer, like In our days, we have adapted our ice cream. I think for a while we were doing something real weird so that it didn't (laughs) make me sick. Um, But anyways, those like really happy rhythms too or like I FaceTime my parents every Monday night and that's something really fun that we can look forward to. So that's a really like small thing, but I think weaving that into your life and looking like where can you have some fun? Like where can we add some play and some delight? Yeah. Holy smokes, it matters so much.
0: Yep. And and just, again, to emphasize, it's not about you going out and just, like, putting on a brave face, like, okay, I got to make myself feel happiness now and feel whimsy. It's like, no, it's not about forcing you to feel a certain way. It's just about pursuing it and seeing what happens. You know, put yourself in the proximity of whimsy, mm,
1: you know? That's so good.
0: And... And just let it wash over you. Let it fill you up. You know, you don't have to perform. You don't have to be something that you're not or feel something that you're not feeling. But try to put yourself in the way of it, of mm-hmm. put yourself in the way of how you would like to feel. And that can be really helpful sometimes. But
1: I do a practice with my clients a lot where I'll say, how are you feeling right now? List three words, like emotionally or physically. And then I say, okay, how do you want to feel? And they list those three words. And then I say, what's one small step that can take you from how you're feeling to how you want to feel?
0: Yeah. What's
1: re- one really small thing that can start moving the moving the arrow in that direction? And I do that for myself, actually. Sometimes I'll write it down in my journal if I'm kind of struggling. I'll do that little practice, and it can kind of be like a practical thing that can be helpful.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think the the other, other big piece for me here, too, um, just to think through this. Is, you know, are there any, are there any boundaries that you, maybe have set or maybe unconsciously set that are being broken or crossed, um, and or not respected? Because a lot of times we don't even realize that we're, we're, being kind of taken advantage of. Might be a little harsh, but like, basically, there are there are boundaries that are being crossed that we haven't either explicitly set or that we're not even like aware of, but it's draining us anyway. Mm. (laughs) And so you might feel like, what is going on with me? Like, if that is your experience, then like, just take a second to take stock of places. Like, do I have some like unspoken boundaries that I feel like places where I feel like I'm being violated or taken advantage of, or, Um, Or boundaries with yourself. You know, it's like I said I was going to do something and I'm not doing it or whatever. What would
1: be an example of like the first kind of boundary?
0: Yeah, an example of that one might be, you know, if you are saying yes to a bunch of commitments from family members or friends that you really don't want to do. Or maybe you told somebody that you weren't available, but then they still asked you to do something and then you felt obligated to say yes or things like that. Or it could be in your work life, maybe like for me, right? Like I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a solo business owner. I'm a freelancer. So an example for me might be if a client is repeatedly, repeatedly crossing boundaries or just pushing the envelope, you know, they're kind of always asking for more, or they're being difficult or they're demanding things that are unreasonable, but I haven't maybe, set my foot down or set that boundary to be like, Hey, I, I haven't communicated that clearly or held it, you know? So it's those types of things. Like if you just feel like things are encroaching you from all sides a little bit, um, that's a way to be like, Oh, I need to figure out and establish some boundaries. It's like, I don't work after dinner. That's a boundary that I just set, um, with, with us last week because I was, I was working a little bit after Beckett went to bed and that's not what I need to be doing in the last hours of my day. I was feeling stressed. Like it was wiring my brain back up again. So I just said, okay, I need to be done with that. Like no work after dinner period.
1: It's kind of like assessing like where can I have, where do I have agency over my situation? because for like a lot of our situations, we don't actually have agency to change it. But I think when we're in those places, we can actually, it gets muddy of like, what do we have agency over versus we don't. And we start to just feel like I'm a victim to all of this. Whereas the reality is usually within the hard situation, there's something that you still do have agency over, you know, like yeah. When you lost your job, the, the, that was the big thing that was really hard. But like within that you found your agency, which was like, okay, I still have, I maybe don't have my job anymore, but I still have all the knowledge that I gained. I'm going to use that and I'm going to go and I'm going to build my own business. You know, like mm-hmm. you took that thing and, and kept kept going with it. So I think that's an important thing to remember. Like we're not victims of our life.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. We're not, we're not victims. And that moves perfectly into the second point, which is, you know, how do we move forward? So yeah, just figuring out what do I have agency over? What don't I have agency over? And yeah, refusing to, refusing to play the victim. Um, that's it's a huge, huge part,
1: and I think with that, before we can like pick up our our agency per se, we also have to come to terms with some acceptance. That's something we've talked about a lot um, we we feel really strongly that acceptance of our circumstances can be a critical part to like creating more growth or moving out of it or thriving. Um, Sometimes we have to say, you know what? Like, yeah, I have this chronic illness. You know what? Yeah, it might not go away. I'm not going to wake up every day and go, dang it. I still have pots. I hate this. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, instead it's like, oh yeah, I love the metaphor of like rocks in your backpack. Like, I have these rocks in my backpack. They're really heavy today. But like, I can still go on this hike, you know, or, Mm. or whatever that looks like. Um, so that it's like, we have to come into, okay, what is it that I can't change right now? And then knowing that reality, how can I take some steps to keep walking up the mountain, even though the rocks are in my backpack, I'm going to stop being mad at the rocks. I'm going to stop trying to take them out of my backpack. I'm going to stop telling my friend about the rock in my backpack. You know, not that you can't tell your friends, but you know, stop fixating on them, um, and still acknowledging that they're there, of course, I'm not saying like, just forget about it, but hopefully you understand that. Um, and just how can we how can we keep experiencing the sun around us and the gravel under our feet and all of those things? So um, Stephen, what would you say, like, just in terms of Stevens really loves this concept of like writing? we're the authors, you know, of parts of our story. Yeah. Cause you've, he's studied story brand before. And mm-hmm. do you want to talk about that a little yeah. bit? Yeah.
0: If so, for me, um, you know, I, I really, I have benefited a lot from applying the principles of story to my life. And I got most of that from Donald Miller couple books, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, and then another book, Hero on a Mission. I think I've mentioned those books before. But it's this idea that, you know, if I feel like I am drifting, or if I feel like I am stuck, or I feel like I'm displeased with where I'm at, or I feel, uh, there was an article that called it malaise.
1: Mm. This
0: this just general, it's like, I'm not depressed, but I'm not happy. It's just this like, Ugh. You know,
1: <laughs> I mal- am just a blob.
0: I am a blob, this malaise. And, <laughs> um, for me, I, I used, I put on this, this lens of, of story. And basically the idea is that the elements of a good story also are the elements that make a good life. Mm-hmm. And, um, the elements of a story are, you need a hero who wants something and overcomes obstacles to get it. Mm-hmm. And um, and that person, the hero, will go through they will have to face hard things and they will to, to get where they want to go. They will have to be transformed and that is the hallmark of any good story. We want we're wired for transformation. We want to be moving somewhere. We want to be changing and growing. That is essential to us. And so for me, um, if I'm feeling this sense of stuckness, it's usually around something specific. It's my job or it's my health or it's whatever and um, you know, my hobbies. And so I'll, I'll kind of analyze it and go, okay, well, what, like, what's the story that I'm engaged in right now for this? Is there a story? And a lot of times there's not. I haven't like, figured out a narrative there, there is no story, which is why it feels so pointless. Cause like, well, if, if I'm not going, if I'm not even enjoying this, why am I doing it? You know? And, um, and not to say that you have to have like a mission or a goal to do everything, you know, like if, if you can truly, if it's like, I just enjoy this thing, like laying out in the sun on the grass, like do that, please like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be this complicated, but, um, but for some of the deeper things for me, then I can usually identify there's some key piece missing. And, um, and so I can say, okay, I'm, I'm realizing I don't have a clear want, you know? So what do I want? Mm. What am I doing? Like, like my my business, You're like mm-hmm. what what do I want? You know, okay. is do I just want to grow this thing? You know, just to keep growing it. Do I want um, do I want employees? Do I not want employees? And so I'll take this time to like, if I figure it out, like okay, it's it's because I don't have a clear idea of where I'm going, and I'll spend some time hashing that out, mm-hmm. you know, and going okay, now I have a clear vision. Now I have a clear want. This is what I want. And so now I've got this focus and if I feel that sort of, if I feel like I'm drifting again, I can look at that piece of paper or wherever and go, no, remember that's where I'm going. This is why it matters mm-hmm. and and it refuels me to keep going. Um, and
1: I often, I've seen multiple times Stephen's little stories written like whether it's like on the scrap of paper, like, or I go into your office and I like see something written down, like you'll write in different seasons what your narrative is. So like an example is after you lost your job, I saw written, I'm going to, you know, it's not exactly how it it said, but um, something like a man who overcame job loss and built a thriving business to provide for his wife and his son. Um yeah. and like that was the story. It's and so you a look
0: liner, yeah. Yeah,
1: so you looked at that every day and when you were setting out to overcome the struggles you had in your mental health, I remember finding another one that said, A man who overcame, you know, depression or whatever to um to embrace life to the fullest and you know, mm-hmm. you had that story then too. And I think about that even in different seasons for my own life, it's mm. like, okay, what do I want my story to be every day? Like a woman who, you know, got out of bed every day and brought delight and beauty into her world and cared mm. for her husband and her son. So they felt so loved or yeah. whatever, like whatever your story is, however big or quote unquote small, like think about that mm-hmm. because like it, we're, you can you can take the burden that you have right now with you into that story. Like it'll be there, but you can also write a beautiful story alongside the burdens yeah. that you carry. Yep. It doesn't have to be the story. The story isn't yeah. the burden. That's, that is the main point, right? Yes. Like this yes. the burden is not the story.
0: Yeah. And it's really hard if we don't see anything beyond the burden you know like if it's like if this is the story then like uh, that's really hard for us as human beings to live into like we are again like we're for some reason we are wired for story for meaning to Mm -hmm. go towards something in some way um, for connection and all of that and i love that you said like No matter big, however big, however small, like you don't have to be building a business or hiking the grand Canyon or whatever. Like it it can be, it can be simple, Mm -hmm. you know, it can be small. Um, and that is just as good as anything else. You know, it's, it's this sense of, you know, and I mean, ultimately where this is going is, you know, we're all going to reach a day where we're not going to be here, you know, and like. That's the truth of all of this is like thinking through, you know, what is that legacy? How do we want to spend these days? There's a, there's a quote, um, from one of our favorite songwriters, John Foreman. And he, his line is how we, um, how we spend our time is how we spend our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song is Side by Side. If you want to look it up, have a treat, listen to that. It's a f- fantastic song. But how we spend our time is how we spend our lives. It's mm. not a revolutionary concept, but it's just, it's a good reminder. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's so right? Good. It's like, man, you know, is this, is this my, am I happy with this story? You yeah. know. And what can I do about it? Mm -hmm. You know, and there's probably something you can do about it. And sorry, last, last thing (laughs) is that, um, and the, the, the cool trick about this is that if you can concoct a story, such a good word concoct, (laughs) uh, if you can concoct a story that is genuinely, that lights you up, you go, Oh, that's a great story. I love that. Like, I want that. (gasps) I want that.
1: Stop. Oh my gosh. If you know what that's a reference to, do you even know what that's I do. A yeah. Okay.
0: I do. I do. I do. I would say uh, comment
1: below, but you can't comment, uh, but
0: just smile and laugh in your car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> derailed. Uh, no, like if, it, if you can find that, then the cool thing is that even if you don't feel the motivation day to day, like if you just, live into that story you can basically reverse engineer it right like you can say okay well this story is meaningful even if i don't feel it right now as long as i keep living into that story it mm-hmm. will come to pass like i will begin to feel the excitement and the meaning that that story brings to me mm-hmm, that makes mm-hmm.
1: sense yeah um, as long as we pick a reasonable story right <laughs>
0: well yeah 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 yeah. it's got to be you know we're not speaking attainable. like
1: i am a millionaire I am a millionaire.
0: Yeah, (laughs) this isn't some cheesy self-help visualization. I was thinking visualizations are great. Not to not to poo poo on that. No, but
1: yeah, no, I I didn't mean to derail it at all. But I think that that's like what we tell ourselves matters. It really, 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 really really truly matters. That's it. Yeah, I had one final thought as well. I think. So maybe like, hopefully you've gleaned something from this episode as we just kind of navigate this together. But, um, one of the things that's come up as, so I'm going to come back to the job situation. Um, it's been like so complex and honestly quite overwhelming, right? Like these last couple months, it's kind of consumed a lot of our mind and our hearts. So. One of the things that, like, within that path... So, Stephen's like, okay, I have this story. I'm going to live into this story. I'm not going to live into, like... And then he lost his job shortly after his child was born, you know? Mm -hmm. So, he chose this story he's going to live into. He's going to, like, wake up every day. And it's bumpy. Like, it's so bumpy. And some days you're like, uh, I don't know if that chapter was supposed to be there, you know? And I tend to get very anxious about things like a steven is a much more grounded like head person i feel like and sometimes i can let just like my emotions get a little untethered Mm. um and so sometimes like something in the grand scheme of things that's small happened or you know like um, a client called didn't go well, or we weren't going to meet our budget for the month or whatever the thing was. And I would be like, this is so stressful. Like, what are we going to do? And I start to get upset about it. And Steven has told me so many times along these last four months, he said, this is the way Christina. And that has been so helpful. Mm. So an example of that would be like, yeah. um, you know, he makes, This didn't actually happen, but say he makes uh, 10 calls and he gets one client or whatever. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is so hard. You didn't get all those nine clients. And he's like, no, this is the way, Christina. This is how this works. This is how I get where we're going. Like It it includes the bumps and the bruises Mm -hmm. and like the way to get to this income level is actually that we have two months where we're not even meeting expenses. This is the way, this is how this looks, Mm -hmm. is how it's supposed to look. And, you know, even the anxiety you're feeling right now and the overwhelm, it's okay, let it be here because this is the way we have to move through this in order to get to those feelings of freedom and thriving like it's okay to feel sad and overwhelmed today this is the way and I just love that so maybe someone else that that will be a helpful like mantra as well when you know like I'll wake up some days and I'll be like wow I feel like absolute crap I do not feel well my symptoms are really elevated or whatever and instead of thinking like this is this is just consuming my day, I can remind myself, no, this is the way, the way to live a really good day today, for some reason, it includes this physical rock in my backpack, this is the way, and I'm going to keep journeying on this path, and trust that I'm going to find the way out, this is the way, keep going, so I don't know. Anything you want to add to that? That's just been such an impactful thing that you've Absolutely. blessed me with.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I love that you brought that up, and that. Thank you for sharing that. It means a lot to to hear that from you. But, but yeah, I think the the feeling is that um, feeling is that you know I, it's this sense of like I'm wrong. This is wrong. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not yeah. doing it right. Um, I'm failing. Right. And, and I think that's where a lot of us go. That's where our brain naturally goes for some reason is this like self inflicted, like, you know, I'm not doing this right you know, I, something must be wrong with me. Yeah. And I think for, I think for you, especially that narrative has, has played out in a number of ways. Um, and so this sense of like, oh, this isn't working, yeah. you know, and like, ah, oh, it's like we're not, we're not getting the traction and like all this stuff. And for me, I just passed on what other people have told me who are farther along the road than me. What they've told me is this is the way that's yeah. what their message has been. It's like, dude, I, I went through the same thing. This is what you have to do. Like you're on the right path and the path includes all of this hard stuff, but like you, there's no other way you're exactly on the right path. Um, so it's, it's about again, kind of back to that acceptance space too, where it's like, okay, I'm just doing the work I'm putting in the work. Uh, Another friend of mine describes it as you're climbing a ladder and you can't, you can't skip rungs Mm. on the ladder. Um, so he's like, so don't, don't try focus on the next rung. What's so that next one. Okay. Do that one. Okay. What's the next one? Do that one. And we don't want that. We want to jump straight to the top and it doesn't, it doesn't work like that unless you've got some killer upper body strength <laughs> and you just pull yourself straight up.
1: I think another example of that that's probably applicable to a lot of the women I've been talking with lately too, is like, I remember when, you know, we were going through doctor after doctor, after doctor, all these medical tests and it'd be like, they, no results, no results, no results. Like nothing, nothing was coming up or we were just so discouraged by all these things. And like, that is an example too of like, no, this is the way. Like even if you're going through all of these doctors and you're getting all of these no's or, or you don't know the answers or you're on your fifth medical test and, and you're still not healed. Like that's not, those things aren't in vain. This is the way, like, what if you had to go through 10 tests in order to find out what you're looking for? Well, then the first five, like they do matter because you have to get to 10 in order to find the answer. So like everything that we're going through, it does matter. You know, like you're still, you're one day closer, you're one thing closer, you're one hard cry closer, whatever it is. Like this is the way I find a lot of peace in that reminder.
0: I love that. I just love that so much. And I think that's a perfect note to end on and turn, um, kind of back to you listener. Um, you know, for our kind of health, heart and home section here, which is how how can we apply this conversation? How can you apply it? Um, you know, where do you feel grief or disappointment in your life circumstance right now? Where are you feeling stuck? And if you don't feel that, that's great. That is so great. You don't have to, (laughs) by all means, don't find it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But if it's there, acknowledge it, become aware of it, sit with it what does it feel like what is the texture of it how is it affecting you and um sit with that and then what what can you how can you apply some of what we've talked about you know how can you find some acceptance how can you build in rhythms how can you find other ways to fill yourself up
1: is there and a story that you want to live into is there a
0: story that you want to live into yeah are there boundaries that you maybe you need to set or or reset reaffirm with somebody or with yourself and um if so we're cheering you on in that mm-hmm. it's so important and it's so good and um if you want to talk about any of this you know our email is open we'd love to hear from you and help or go back and forth or encourage you in any way but um, but yeah
1: I can't help but think if Beckett was sitting here he'd be like can we play my favorite song because his favorite song right now is Switchfoot this is your life. And that's like coming in had Such a cheesy ending to this. I'm sorry that I even had to bring this up. But <laughs> I was just hearing like, this is your life. Are you who you want to be? Beckett will start bopping like you who so you hard. As be. soon as we turn that song on, Man. he's like jamming.
0: John Foreman and Switchfoot. I know. Yeah, if you haven't listened to them, give them a listen. You know, if like alt rock, surfer rock isn't your vibe, <laughs> then like go check out John Foreman. John Foreman, yeah. Uh he's a good vibe but like just l- really good lyrics and songs about a lot of what we're talking yeah, about here true. right it's about the meaning of life and <laughs> and all that kind of stuff but I love that so all right we're going to wrap it up with uh our signature whimsy and delight section still
1: don't have a little jingle for that jingle jingle haven't worked on it
0: Nope, I haven't worked Man, on it sorry been busy <laughs> <laughs> been busy with other stuff uh Christina, what are you whimsying and delighting in right now?
1: okay, I'm gonna say um I was having trouble thinking of something like random and tangible, but I've been using this sugar scrub honestly, I've never understood sugar scrubs like i I don't know. It just seemed like why we it's kind of like sugar. bath bombs. Like yeah. I haven't gotten into the whole bath bomb thing, but we all um, need
0: sugar on our bodies yeah. as much as possible.
1: But a friend gave me this doTERRA sugar scrub and I've been using it every night when I'm in the shower and it just adds this like luxurious moment to my day. <laughs> but it is, it's like this like very small last less than a minute of like pampering myself. And it, it, feels so wonderful to just like that. savor that moment I love of that like for you. yeah i don't know i just love is that is there
0: a a what's the right word flavor <laughs> a scent
1: um yes it's like citrusy
0: <laughs> oh a citrus sugar scrub
1: yeah citrus sugar scrub Amazing. and it's full of all these delicious oils i haven't eaten them but my skin tells me they're delicious <laughs> I just walk in. (laughs)
0: Christina's just scooping sugar scrub. (laughs) I'm scrubbing the inside of my mouth with this. Which
1: is a good segue to the best thing I've eaten lately. There
0: you go. Yeah. Also, the the,
1: the doTERRA sugar scrub. You probably could eat it. Um, You probably shouldn't. Okay. Best thing I've eaten lately, though, is we drove all the way to Columbia, which is like 45, 50 minutes away we were going to spend the day there. They have, like, these fun shops, and they had um, a splash pad that Beckett would enjoy. But the true reason, if we're really, really honest with ourselves, is we wanted to go to our favorite bakery down there, Be Salty and Sweet. And I got a cinnamon sugar soft pretzel that had, like, an icing that you put on it. And it was so good. So good. Ah. Cinnamon sugar, soft pretzel. Okay. They're the best. They're the best. What is the best thing you've eaten lately and what have you been whimsying and delighting in lately?
0: So best thing I've eaten, I'm going to say drank, drinking. The best thing I have drank lately is a celebration bottle of Woodford Reserve whiskey that I got for myself for last month. Um, we hit some hit some goals and so that was my celebration gift to myself uh, was a, a nice bottle of this whiskey um, double oaked Woodford reserve double oaked it is so good so been really enjoying that and uh, the thing I've been delighting in this is super random but I have been maybe you've noticed. I've been posting more on on Instagram and social media content. I've been posting stories or just like, as I think of things, I'll, I'll post it. I've always overthought social media. I've been like, I've got to have a brand and I have to like do certain content. I just, I don't know why, but I lately um, threads just came out the new app there. And it's just been fun to like post stuff and like throw things out into the internet and see what happens. And, and I've gotten comments and messages from people who I haven't talked to for a while, and it's really fun to see them like engaging with stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's cool! All I needed to do was post a little bit, you know. And so, kind of trying to rethink my social media relationship and try to engage a bit more on there. Um, so I've been I've been really enjoying that, and it's been Find fun.
1: Stephen on Threads. You will not find me. I am like too overwhelmed. I haven't even like. I don't even know what it looks like. I mean, people repost stuff, but it's Twitter. I know. I didn't have a Twitter either, though. I'm like a one. Yeah,
0: Twitter was a mean place. So,
1: yeah. Well, I'm. I'm just. I never really show up much on Facebook. I never never really got the Twitter
0: thing. I know it evolved to be a really great platform, but I just. I remember when it came out, and it was just like, "What do we do? (laughs) We just tweet like." i'm staring at a wall now what is your favorite
1: what is your favorite listener form of social media which one do you find the most life-giving the
0: the favorite listening form or no
1: i'm listener so i'm asking the listener oh oh. are you a threads a twitter an instagram a facebook myspace pinterest myspace are you the only person on myspace still <laughs> does that still exist?
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. It's oh different now. I though. had
1: Nickelback as my page song. <laughs> yeah, you
0: did. I didn't guys. know that. And don't it had I had could a be black friends anymore. Black
1: Like background, I was such a moody high schooler. Yeah,
0: Christina was like emo.
1: Oh, I had phases. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I love it. I love it. Closely
1: second to my childhood retro funk seventies stage.
0: Yes, yes. You went through when you went through a stage. You like really went for it. I just kind of blended through all my stages. (laughs) Uh, a malaise. A malaise. I think my uh I think my MySpace song was John Mayer.
1: That's like really
0: good. Yeah, it was. Waiting on the world to change.
1: Oh my goodness, that's like classy of you.
0: Keep on waiting. Man. Okay. Waiting. All right. Waiting on the world um signing change. off
1: with this jingle. <laughs> Do you want to sign us off, Steven? You're good at this.
0: Sure. I'd love to. Um Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We are so grateful for you. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so for a small five dollars a month subscription fee, um, and that just helps us with hosting and kind of the technical aspects of running the show. And you also get um, you get some some goodies if you. If you support us, I'll
1: speak into this real quick Yes. side note. So if you subscribe, you will automatically be emailed, um, our intention questions that we ask each other every single week. So you'll get those for free. But then another fun thing that we're starting to build out for our podcast listeners is downloadables. So on our website, starting this week with this episode launch, you'll be able to go to the Little Tree Online website and there will be a section of downloadables and so um, like... The first one is going to be the intention questions, you know, like five intention questions to ask yourself every week and you can download it for like a small $2 fee or whatever. Um, And then we're going to keep building that out. So there's going to be maybe downloadables for like gut health or a meal planner, just like all these different things. But if you're a subscriber, you will always get them for free. So every time that we create a new downloadable, we will just send it to you for free. And so that's something that we want to just keep thanking you for yeah. supporting us in this way because it's it really matters to us and it's we're really, really grateful. Yeah.
0: So over time we'll have a, a pretty good library of some hopefully really practical resources yeah. for you in addition to the conversations that we have on the free podcast. So there is that. You can find that at WillowtreeOnline.com. Is
1: it the Willow Tree or it Willow? It is Tree? not.
0: It is Willowtreeonline.com.
1: Because we couldn't get that other domain name. Couldn't
0: get the other one. We didn't it's want great.
1: to pay three million dollars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Willow Tree is those um those figurines. beautiful figurines. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're doing okay.
1: You won't find us there.
0: Yeah, won't find us there. Go buy those though. They're they're great.
1: All of this is linked in the show notes. You don't have to remember any of this. Just go below, click the links provided and you will see how you can easily subscribe where the downloadables are. Find Steven's Instagram and his threads account. Find Christina's Instagram and the notes from the show
0: and the notes from the show. All right. Uh, That is it folks. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time under the willow tree.
1: Bye. Bye. Welcome, my dear, to the endless summer. Welcome, my dear, to eternity.